author Veronica Henley finds herself targeted and kidnapped into a horrifying reality that she has to escape. We're talking movies. We're talking Antebellum, starring Janelle Monet, Jenna Malone, and Jack Houston, written and directed by Jared Bush and Christopher Rents. Say your name with pride and conviction. <laughs> I actually wrote down two quotes because I didn't know there's, this isn't there isn't a ton of quotes in this movie, so. Uh, I wrote down two thinking you would steal one and then you did whatever that was that you just did. Uh, the past is never dead. It's not even the past. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Tonight we are going to be talking about the 2020 thriller horror film antebellum and that's antebellum not annabella or annabella or whatever scott thought it was um before before i throw you over to scott though i do want to bring up the fact that this movie has a bunch of twists in it and some kind of important ones uh we're gonna do the best to not spoil anything but i mean if you've ever listened to our show we fuck that up on a regular basis so anyway scott so we're gonna talk about antebellum and what was the movie that you thought i was saying well the way you spelt it originally i thought you were doing annabelle and then i asked you are we doing annabelle origins annabelle comes home and then i laughed (laughs) well it's as much as much as you did in terms of your quote for this movie because uh a a written line from a, an author that starts the movie Whoa, isn't really isn't that a quote. quote. Was it in quotation no. marks? No, no. It's it's like, you know, if we ever do Star Wars, I'm going to, my thing's just going to be, you know, long ago on a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> the Death Star. All episode right, fuck five. You. Fuck you. I told you I had two. So I'll, I'll, I'll satisfy your need for like a real quote. Um, the unsolved, with conviction. <laughs> the unsolved past can certainly wreak havoc on the present. Now, Scott, take us away. Um, I'll say... Do you think we're going to be able to talk about this movie without spoiling the ending? I don't think it's the ending, just in terms of the... Or the twist or the turn or whatever. I think your little warning at the beginning is perfect because odds are like talk, yeah, is. Mm. T- talking about it where we are gonna spoil this um listen if you have a prime membership just fucking go watch it from there right because it's on there it is on you there. don't have to rent it you don't have to rent it so we're not making you spend money but so um would you before you before you move on what would you classify this movie as? Is it a thriller? Is it a horror? I mean, it definitely lends itself to you think it might be a bit supernatural, depending on you know how far into the film you are. So, I don't know. What would you consider this genre-wise? Mm. It's radio, man. You See, gotta talk. <laughs> no. Well, you know, it's the gears. The gears moving. And that's the thing. Like, to me and you, this isn't a horror, right? Like, it's... It is like a thriller, whatever. But depending if you if you are a Black American, like this is a horror movie, right? Well, yeah. Obviously, I mean, yeah. if you're a Black American, I think every day tends to turn itself into a bit of a horror movie. Um, but yeah, like I was reading this, like this whole film is based on the director Gerald Bush. It was just a dream he had. He thought it would be a really good short film, 
and then they literally made it into a theatrical movie which i'm sure you're gonna talk about editing and cutting down and shit but um I mean, so, I mean, this film is an hour and 46 minutes. It's 106 minutes long. It's not, it's not long by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I do feel like it, it, I don't want to say it bogs down. It's, you know what, honestly, it's, it's, it's perfectly fine in its length. Um, The, the center there when, uh, and how do I, okay, spoiler alert, when they're in the, uh, like before the kidnapping, well, I'll put it that way. Um. It tends, it feels a bit slow and a bit sluggish. I don't know. You, the, my one of my big criticisms with this film is I felt like the dialogue was probably the one of the weakest parts. Um, it has amazing cinematography, great music design or sound design. Sorry, uh, the music scoring was good. Um, I was actually there. You know that you know when uh, she is getting kidnapped in the SUV, whatever that that track that's playing. I'm, I'm like I, I've got to I got to Shazam that man. It's it's fucking awesome. I'm like that's such a banging song. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so banging it banged her head against the wall. Um, so, I mean, the regular editing, as far as the composition was fine. Um, but yet, so, okay, so this movie, tell me how you feel about this. This film has a 29% critic rating, 29, and a 52% audience rating. I mean, I, I actually left myself a note, like, I don't know why this film's rated so low. Like, it's not, I mean, it's not a 90 percentile kind of film, but fucking 29 uh i, I want to hear your 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 rationale behind that and and i think i know why but or i have some some ideas of why it got such a low rating for me i think it's more the marketing of this film okay like if you watch the trailer it pretty much gives majority of this movie away it's one of those that like they didn't hold anything back in the trailer okay right you you see what's happening in terms of the story and which it kind of watching the film and the way it starts uh and then interweaves from present to past present to past right if they didn't have any of that in the trailer already i think it would have worked more if you're already going in knowing what like the premise the is and kind of like what that what that turn is. If you already kind of know what that is, it kind of takes and away some of the mystery. Not only the mystery, like it, it's one of those things like majority, not majority, I'll say, but some of the bigger scenes are in this trailer. Like her coming out of the fire pit holding the, the thing is in the trailer. Oh, man, that sucks. That's fucking yeah. that, that. That's some bad editing is what that is. Yeah, like um, the well, it wasn't really in the film, but the plane in the sky and them looking like yes. picking the cotton and seeing the the plane, right? That is in the trailer, so you already kind of go in knowing, right? And I think this could have been a way better version of you know M Shyamalan M Night Shyamalan's Village. That's what I right? thought too. Like, like when uh, that uh, was like the this... that was the comparison I made too. Is it had that. Well, it definitely is is that kind of film, but it had like I was like that was the first place I went to. I was like, oh my god, this is like the village. Uh, I mean, I like, the I, but I think too. this one's better. I think this one's better than the village, personally. Sure. Um. So one of the things I thought that <laughs> sure you're like sure fuck you. You like the village? <laughs> you thought the village was fucking better? I thought the village was good. I think the good. I mean, this was this was good as well. I mean, uh, I I think that one of the problems is is that. 
So if you, okay. And normally we don't talk too much about producers on this, but so the directors, uh, Jared Bush and Christopher Rents, this is their first feature. Okay. Uh, they also wrote the screenplay. Um, other than that, but before this, they worked together on short films, uh, Shame, The Glass House, and Versus. Uh, they also did music videos for Jay-Z and uh, Duke Dormont, um, and they did some other music video stuff. So, I mean, not not a bad, I just want to give them credit, not bad for a first time out of the gate doing a feature. But the, I think the the expectations were high because uh, the producers, uh, Raymond Mansfield and Sean McKendrick, they worked on Black Klansmen together and Get Out, right? Um, and then Sean, uh, actually, I misspelled, I missed out his last name, Mick, Mictrick. Uh, he also worked on Us, right? So you've already got kind of this body of work behind you. Uh, and we're going to get into the cast. You got a great cast. You got a great concept. And I think that people set the bar too high. So they couldn't go in and just be like, ah, oh, that was an entertaining film. You know what I mean? They had these big, big, big expectations and they just, they didn't reach it. But I mean, these, 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 these guys, this is their first feature film. Um, and I think maybe having those really high expectations just because of the production staff on board maybe did them a disservice. That That's kind of my takeaway from some of the reading I did. Um, I don't know. How do you feel yeah. about that? I think also in terms of what I was saying with the marketing too, like people were thinking it was more Jordan Peele involved in this film than anybody else. Yes. Right? Yes. That's a very good point, actually. So finding out after like that he has nothing to do with it when it's kind of being suggested a lot that he does uh, probably like swayed people to the negative, but I'll give this for the directors like that opening of this film where it's that long tracking tracking shot, shot, (laughs) just following everything that's going on was beautiful. Well, I even it like was... how there's so they actually don't even track all the time. They'll the, the camera will move around a building and then they'll the, the the character will come around the building and they'll catch up and stuff. Like that's some beautiful steady cam work. Like this the DOP on this uh Pedro uh Luca, uh he did uh Don't Breathe, Extinction, uh The Girl in the Spiderweb. Uh he he did a fantastic job. Like the cinematography and like I said, um there's some amazing like um, cinematic shots. Like you said, there's a ton of great tracking shots. Um, the like that shot actually again when there there's the two SUVs and the one the uh, protagonist uh, Janelle Monet uh, who plays Veronica and, and slash Eden uh, when she's getting kidnapped and then her friends are in the other SUV. But just the way they shoot it, it's like the camera kind of comes into them and then you suddenly like. They're they're equal. They're side by side, and then the other car takes a turn. I don't know. I can't explain it on on the radio, but it it's just like just really really coolly shot driving scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you see the friends just partying, and yes, then they, yeah. Uh, and then they turn, and and yeah, like it's the the one thing that I was. I don't know if it was ever really stated, like how long was she missing for like how long was she kidnapped for because she became that's a good question because like, the only time frame you get is six is it six weeks later and that's but that's like still you're already in the compound and then mm-hmm. it's so but you don't know how long she's been there up until then yeah because at that point like when we start she's one of the senior um 
slaves. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> senior that's what slaves. they are. They're slaves. Yeah. Uh, she was, yeah, she was one of the senior slaves. Um, but yeah, I think she did an amazing job, Janelle Monet. Uh, like, I very much enjoyed when it was like not in when she was with her best friend and they're like chit chatting and doing the little dancings. Do you mean, like, uh, was uh, Gabourey Gabourey Sadib mm-hmm. from uh, from Precious? Yes, okay, yeah, when they're going back and forth. When they're going back and forth and then, you know, she would be talking and then Janelle like do a little like dance like, yeah. And then she'd be like, when she was like, oh, you know, make sure you're not wearing like your mom's clothes or something like that. She comes out in the dress and she was like, how's that looking? Like, it it seemed like they played it well that like, these were lifelong friends, right? Just interacting. And I thought the one guy that Jack Houston, who played like. Would you Jennifer? consider him the villain? No, but you would you consider him the villain? Well, wouldn't him and Elizabeth kind of be co-villains? But they weren't the they weren't the leader of the group. That's they weren't, but they're the ones that did like they're they're the primary characters that the audience is really attached to, except for the general, right? Yeah. Like I'll say this, like he I was rooting. I was waiting for him to to get his comeuppance like i'm like when this motherfucker gonna get killed and did you uh again not to spoil how it happens but did you like the way it happened no what would you have preferred because i think he needed bloody more like django yeah like i think in terms of (laughs) okay (laughs) like in in terms of everything that he projected onto everybody else right like how she did it, I I enjoyed, but yeah, like it, it wasn't really focused on a lot, right? Like it happened, and then boom, like you never felt his suffering. Yeah, there and there there was definitely some criticism that I read uh, online in both the reviews uh, as well as just some of the comments that the ending kind of like they you get to the ending and then you expect kind of more, and it's very anticlimactic, right? Like. Like, kind of what you're talking about, like, the amount of suffering and all of that. You're like, yeah, yeah, fucking revenge film, revenge film. And then it's sort of like, bup, bup, done. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I'm going to go on horseback for a while. But I'll, I'll, I will say this, because we did mention it, um, Star Wars earlier. Um, those stormtroopers in Star Wars could give these Confederate people some lessons on shooting. Because <laughs> how do you have... <laughs> What do you have, like an AK-47 just going and couldn't hit somebody that was like 20 paces ahead of them? I mean, but then that would wreck the movie. But even still, I'm like, I'm like, these guys are some pretty fucking bad shots. I'm like, at at first I thought I'm like, oh, they're not real Confederate soldiers, right? Yeah, but they they had AK-47s. Yeah, but they're clearly just fucking... And, and, and it wasn't like she was zigzagging. She was going straight. This, this is <laughs> the true. The whole time. <laughs> it was just a, a straight beam. So that's that's your big plot hole, is uh, not being able to shoot, shoot properly in the movie. Or, you know, these people end up turning into... This is the gene pool that builds the uh, the stormtroopers in, the, <laughs> in later end, right? Um, so did you did you know... Speak, okay, so uh, Janelle Monet plays Veronica Eden. Um did you know anything about her before this film? 
Like she's she's a she's a she's a singer, songwriter, rapper, actor, record producer, and model. She's got eight Grammy nods. She's a model for CoverGirl, and she's been in Moonlight, Hidden Figures, Harriet, and The Glorious. But Moonlight and Hidden Figures, like those are two big fucking movies. But eight Grammy nominees, man. Like I I was not aware of this artist until uh, I was doing my background for this show. No, I remembered from I remembered her from Hidden Figures. Because she's one of the lead characters in Hidden Figures. Yeah. And then, uh, what was, uh, Lady in the Tramp. Oh, yeah, she's a voice, she did some kids. voice acting yeah. as well. And if I'm not mistaken, last year's Oscar, she performed? Oh, cool. I think, I, I could be lying, but, you know. There's the internet for that. People can tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you can hit us up on Twitter and tell us we're wrong all the time. Uh, we'd actually prefer it. Uh, did, you have a, <laughs> did you have a favorite scene in this film or what? Well, the way it was, sh- like I said, the way it was shot, that opening scene, I very much enjoyed. Um, the other one, it was like a similar tracking shot, but it's when Jenna Malone's character, Elizabeth, is literally in her hotel room and it's just going like she's just like spending her day in her fucking hotel room oh like well yeah you watch the the feet and then you see her on the toilet and then they use a lot of fuck actually yeah they use a lot of like e- extreme close-ups and close-ups uh like in a very tarantino trying kind of on, way yeah, yeah trying on her uh lipstick, lipstick yeah everything. that's a great shot man and then and then they basically mat they they, they do a match a match shot with that later when she looks in the rear view and she says something to the effect of like, you're right. Oh, it is does. a good color on me or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, that will be my second plot hole in this film is the lipstick. Well, no, cause when she's in the hotel room, she does something to her hair that a piece of hair falls out and she literally just leaves it on the bed. Okay. So would, would that not be if, she, if she's kidnapped, when when they check the hotel room and be like, hey, there's some other hair of not anybody. Well, maybe, but I mean, hopefully what would happen is, because remember she comes back to her room um, and it's all a mess. So she probably got fucking room service up there to clean that motherfucker up. You know what I mean? No, because she made the comment saying that her room was a mess and they wouldn't turn down service. And then her other friend that was white said that oh i've been having a, a but the reason the turn down service didn't do it is because when they Elizabeth flipped it around went, yeah she flipped it around yeah, so when she went back she probably flipped that over anyway maybe maybe you're right maybe you're wrong maybe the dna is uh is on the door uh jenna malone uh who like you said plays elizabeth she's in actually a bunch of films i really really like so she's in tom ford's nocturnal animals uh neon demons by uh, wendon wraith which is like one of my favorite directors um she was in donnie darko which this is interesting so donnie darko she was in which was produced by uh mckendrick and then she was in the messenger which was produced by mansfield so and she's in life as a house which is also a really great film with um what's his name uh it'll come to me anyway uh so i'm wondering if that's how she got into this film is she had worked with both of the producers uh before uh, she was also in uh, Batman versus Superman. This is true. I saw that, but I, I didn't put it on my list because it's not really a fucking movie I would have watched, right? So, And, you know, one of your favorite films, she was in Sucker Punch. Yes, yes. Sucker Punch is cool. It's a cool film, man. But you didn't mention it, so I figured I would. 
I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I mean, <laughs> that's uh, that's Miller. We already talked about Sucker Punch. You mean Snyder? Snyder. Sorry, not Miller. I got Miller on the brain. <laughs> it's Miller time. Um, so Jack Houston that plays Jasper. This guy's got... Okay, so first off, I'm like looking at this guy. I'm like, oh, I've seen this actor before. So he's in The Irishman. He's in Ben Here. He's in American Hustle. Uh, he had a great role on Boardwalk Empire. Did you ever watch Boardwalk Empire? No, it is on my... You should watch it, man. Yeah. It's good. It's 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 like it's it's as good as like you know Sopranos and stuff like that. Especially the first couple seasons. Anyway, I digress. So then I do a little bit. I do a little bit of dig- digging, and I find out Jack Houston. I'm like, why does that name sound familiar? Well, his aunt is Angelica Houston, which makes his great grandfather, his grandfather John Houston, who's like the super famous writer and director of like wrote Sergeant York. He's writer and director of The African Queen. Multiple Oscar nods. Multiple Oscar wins. And I found some Canadian content. His great-grandfather is a Canadian actor who then moved to the United States, Walter Houston, who was from Toronto. But on his mom's side, his mother is Lady Margot Cholamendre or something like that. Like, the guy's, like, aristocracy all the way up to, like, the Rothschilds and stuff like that on his mom's side. Plus this, like, fourth or fifth generation, like, Oscar-winning acting family. I'm just like... Oh, okay, man. Like you've got a hard knock life, eh, buddy? I know I like to pick on like these fucking people that have like grown up in these goddamn dynasties. <laughs> like, okay, I, I don't know what to say to it. I'm like, hey, you you, you don't pick your family, right? Well, and you clearly <laughs> don't pick a different career than your family when uh, that's what they're in the, uh, the you, entertainment though? business. You're telling me if your parents were high end Hollywood. You wouldn't be like, I'd just be rich, bitch. I could just like fucking cruise around and just do whatever I wanted. I wouldn't even have to work. (laughs) There's no fucking way. (laughs) You'd be like, I'm at the Viper room if that's even a thing anymore. (laughs) You're like, don't you know who my dad is? (laughs) I just wear like a picture around my neck of like my family. I'm like, these are very important people. Um, So would you, uh, would you recommend this film to anybody or? Like, what did you think of it? What's your general takeaway? I, I feel like we haven't really talked about it that much. Like, for me, I enjoyed it, right? And um, it's, it's not bad, right? Like, it's not yeah. horrible. And, yeah, it's just, uh, again, I think the marketing for it, the trailer-wise, hit it. Like, this movie itself, like, it's one of the films that wasn't released because of COVID. Yep. But it was number one on rentals across the board when it did get released through prime apple fan fandango google play like there was a lot of people that just rented it and watched it well so, I've, yeah i've got that like it probably made eight million just in video on demand like i think in the in the first couple of weeks so that like people were watching the goddamn movie you know what i mean yeah and it, that's the thing i don't know if it was released in theaters if it would have had a bigger like bigger audience because i think that this film would have gone word of mouth if it was released right well and, I, and, and as we've discussed on the show before is like it's hard to really know like other than like rotten tomatoes it's hard to really know how many people are watching things because you get maybe some initial numbers like you just quoted on the first week but like 
How many people are still watching it? How many people are going to now listen to this podcast? And they're going to be like, oh, my God, I got to go fucking watch this movie like right now. And then oh, we're going like, to good... drive up the fucking Apple stock. Buy some Apple stock before you listen to this episode. I was going to say, uh, you did you did a pretty good John McClane there. Come on, come up to the coast. <laughs> come up to the coast. Watch, we'll have a watch, watch a little Annabella. <laughs> <laughs> and it always goes back to Die Hard. Always. Overrated movie. But, um, yeah, like, I think... Would I watch it again? I'll be honest, probably not. Um, but if I was a filmmaker or trying to make a film, like I would fucking deep dive on some of the choices that were made because they had really good choices in terms of camera angles and how wide the camera shot was and their decisions on these longer like longer scenes right it wasn't cut fast like yep. this movie was yeah, allowed yeah, yeah. to breathe a like lot long shots, right? yeah yeah now yeah i think like long shots as in long takes not a long shot necessarily yeah 100 percent. exactly exactly so i would recommend it uh because it, it is enjoyable like and the performances are well done right is like, there, if is you there anything you it, feel could have been done to like pump it up a bit other than the trailer stuff that you already talked about. I think, and I don't know if it's just in terms of budget, but I think what, once it I was mean, I think they actually did pretty good. Uh, so the, it's a $10 million budget. It, it, it looks good. Like, you know. No, 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 no. I mean, yes. Uh, but I don't know if it, budget constraints, but once it was established, because at the beginning, it, like if you didn't watch the trailer, like, I'll be honest, this is the first movie that we've done that my wife watched it with me. Oh, wow. But she can't... Bring, she, bring, I know. Bring in the, the Vegas together. She was like... It was hilarious because she was like... Because she came in... If you after. had two boys, you could call them the Venga boys. But she came in after the opening shot. So it was once they were talking in the field and she was like, Oh, what are you watching? And I said, the movie that we're doing for today. She's like, where's the doll? No, she, no, she (laughs) was like, what is this about? And I'm like slave. She was like, well, that's fucking depressing. Right. And then, (laughs) and then it took her a little bit because once the cell phone rang, she was like, when the fuck was their cell phones in the 1800s? She thinks it was just like, like bad production there. She's like, come on, what is going on here? Like, is this, this is like a coffee cup in Game of Thrones? (laughs) That's what I was just going to say. But yeah, can you, um, so we started watching it together and then she, she got into it. Uh, But it was the same I don't know if it was the same criticism or not, but since it was never established how long she was taken, yeah, like what was her family doing that at that time? Like once they said, like once they showed like future tense, it should have just been like going back and forth. Like, okay, where's her family searching? Right? That's there was cool. just, yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think it was just one comment actually when the general grabbed the cell phone. And he made the comment saying that he kept on, it was the husband kept on bringing the daughter out on TV. Yes. But he, she's never getting her back or something like that. But yeah, I, I would have liked to see the other end too. Right. So 
uh yeah i I think that actually i mean i think that's a great little fix um i i would have gotten something kind of similar except i think i would have spent more time i'm going to use the word the past you know what i mean in on the plantation i would have done more than that and like i would have just been like i would have started with kind of like flashbacks and as we got like closer to the end start like filling in that what the like the pre like what had happened uh, and then once you're kind of like, I know what happened, I know where we are, then transition into my ending and then go like, you know, play the big like operatic music and have like the Django fucking shootout, just like brutal, like revenge dish, best served hot and cold BLT style. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, uh, and like, I would have got fucking um... creative with that motherfucker. Like I would have liked them see them do like slave uprising kind of shit and then just like pulling overseers down off rocks smashing people's fucking heads open oh fuck man i think we just fixed the movie i i don't think but that's the thing i don't think it needs to be fixed uh, like they, they obviously made the choices they made right but i think it was like we were saying before with the marketing and even myself until i actually researched it thinking it was Jordan Peele. I thought we were going to get a fucking get out ending. Yeah. Where each person got their comeuppance one by one, right? By her. Or or uh, or the group of them, right? That they kidnapped. Cuz that was the same thing too that I thought was super weird that give or take they kidnapped about 20 people to make their slaves and at no point did she try to go back for any of them she just like fucking took uh yeah but then the cops show up she like she's on the horse she gets away and then the cops show up and then i'm assuming like they you see them do the thing to the place and the stuff that hey I think well, we've that's actually, the end credits i think we've done a pretty good job of like not giving too much away but according to you the fucking trailer gives it all away anyway so don't watch yeah. the trailer listen to our show uh um, but the one thing i would say uh, that I was surprised to with, which I would have thought was super funny when she does get away and she has the axe. Yeah. And then she, she hops onto what the place is. Yeah. And those people were shooting each other. Like I'm surprised she didn't grab the axe and just start <laughs> ramming up those guys. <laughs> Cause obviously she wouldn't oh have God. known either. Imagine, imagine she gets there and you're like, yeah, she's out. And then bang, she gets hit by like a stray cannonball or something and gets oh. knocked off the horse. Like it could have been like literally a uh, uh, night of the living dead ending, right? Where she survives, but then gets shot Yes, by the cops thinking like, Hey, <laughs> there's a crazy woman on, on the, on a horseback chopping up people. So before, okay. Before I, before I go, uh, what I'm going to say is, so I've got a quote here from Henry Stewart from slant magazine, which kind of encompasses, I couldn't find a really perfect quote that, you know, Really satisfied how I felt, but this one's pretty close. This film, this is a film that employs imaginative twists to illustrate that racism that entrenched in American history and society still exists. Uh, and I think that's 100% true. Uh, I would recommend anybody watch this. It's a good just throw it on Friday, Saturday night. Have a good time. Cinematography's fucking amazing. It's, it's got a good concept. Uh, just don't be too critical, which is crazy coming from me because I'm super fucking critical all the time. Uh, yeah, don't be too critical. Check out Antebellum. Uh, it's uh, available on uh, Amazon for free if you've got a membership, or you can rent it on video on demand. Uh, that's it for me, Scott. Why don't you take us out of here? And that is our rant for the day. 
please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com. I wonder if we've have we convinced our producer to watch this film. He says he's curious, so that's that's always a good thing. When I saw the Rotten Tomatoes ratings, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Well, what screwed this movie over was the marketing. Like even reading some of the IMDb comments, everybody's like, this movie is so misleading. Like fuck this movie. I thought it was gonna be like a supernatural thing, and it's not. I thought it was gonna be this, but it's not. I know I know lots of ladies that have left with that exact same thing going through their head. I thought it was going to be one thing, and it was not. <laughs> if you say so. Production by Rod Shaver, Fader Monkey Productions.